Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human 2. Is, is it recording? It is. Oh. It is. Sorry, I can see I the red button. I can re- see the red restart. from here. <laughs> no, that's that's not getting bleeped out. <laughs> Shout out to bleep, <laughs> bleep that, that out. That, hey, don't bleep edit, it out. Can we get the editor to please cut that? <laughs> right. Okay, <laughs> exactly. so if you're watching on YouTube or even listening, you can hear three different voices. This is the first time for I Think I'm Human too, so that's exciting. We have my two managers here. So we got Santino, who's normally behind all the podcasting yep. and then we have reagan who's behind basically everything that katherine ebbs does online she's the real manager <laughs> she's <laughs> the real manager yeah, yeah. okay for sure she's the real manager and santino's the real boss but yeah honestly you know what that's I'm a just, good way to put that i'm just the girl mike's boss gonna see this i'm not the real boss <laughs> he's like mike, mike is the if real you're boss. seeing this we're gonna cut it <laughs> mike's the that's true. this is gonna be a mess you guys okay so for this week's episode we are all down in austin texas you're in dallas so yep. reagan's out of dallas um santino's out of atlanta and we were down here for some filming stuff and so i was like everyone like let's meet in person for the first time let's all get together and lots of facetimes yes of FaceTimes. it feels normal savannah was just saying that when santino got here she's like i feel like i know him because i'm just like always on facetime with you guys <laughs> right. because santino's always calling to wear somebody out so <laughs> Here it's we true. go. It's the roast. <laughs> yeah. The roast begins. No, the roast already begun. No, At least you're not true. getting roasted by a robot. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that I feel true. like that makes it so much worse. <laughs> I've never been burn. roasted by a robot. We were talking yeah, this morning about how I feel so awkward because I I don't know who to look at here, so I'm right. just like looking at the camera. Yeah, like, they're just gonna get like a very like side yeah. angle, side <laughs> eye. bombastic side bombastic eye. Side eye. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, so. The objective of today's episode, the objective, like I'm teaching you guys in class here. I have yeah. my teacher hat on. <laughs> you sure do. So I wanted Did you to plan that long? No, I really didn't. <laughs> I've been writing it in my notebook for, <laughs> six, <laughs> right? for six whole months. So punny of you. So when we all got together, what I thought was very interesting about Reagan and Santino is you guys have had massive career changes and um, not necessarily in your, well, you specifically in your role that you do, but more and you had a whole role change and then you had a whole industry change. Yep. So you kind of do the similar things that you used to do just with a totally different crew. And now you're like completely different. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that because I feel like that's very normal for adults to, and it's not wrong to love your job and still want to try something new. It's not wrong to hate your job and be looking for something new. It doesn't matter, but I wanted to kind of give some life advice, some Tell your guys' stories, share your good, the bad, the ugly, the fun, um, and then just set in any advice that you would have for people that are maybe thinking about doing it. Um, so yeah, we'll just start from there. So I want you guys to give a little background of what you used to do. Ready you going to go first? <laughs> I'm like, nose goes, you go first. <laughs> we'll throw Santino under to? the bus. <laughs> okay, fair hey, enough. <laughs> oh, where to start? Okay, so early in my career, I worked in minor league baseball. Then I started working in college athletics, uh, started working at Temple University for the football team. Uh, Coach Collins ended up getting hired, going to Georgia Tech, really loved working in football. Georgia Tech, I 
made a little bit more of a name for myself with the staff change and there was like a lot of eyes on us uh the creative work that we were doing and coach collins like loves branding so it was like very easy for me to like do my job versus like fighting a coach that hates creative people or whatever uh did that for two years and then uh made the jump over to j1s now wasserman uh, where Ooh, I deal with out. creators and uh, my job is like like Catherine said uh, has stayed pretty much the the like similar um, in a lot of ways because I wear a lot of hats yeah. through all the jobs that I've I've ever had but it's obviously very different I used to make like very sporty like muscle graphics that people were like oh this hey, is like badass hey <laughs> i can give you some of those today <laughs> um, where people were like oh this is like a badass graphic or like videos where we had uh we did like a game of thrones workout where our coaches oh, and cool. staff and and everybody was dressed up as like game of thrones characters and we had like images and and, and Wait, things that's so up. Sick. and these are football players yeah yeah like our workouts and they our dressed workouts. up uh, the football players didn't. The coaches did. Oh, I see. I see. I was um, like, dang. But y'all we really did got do a workout. Board. Well, we did do a workout in July. It was actually one of my favorite workouts where everybody dressed up. Now um, that's sick. Yeah, it was right before fall camp started, and it was kind of like our last hurrah. Um, I think it started at like ten o'clock, ended at midnight, and then we kind of headed into the season. But it was like, I don't know. The team atmosphere was like just so sick and and the coaches did a really good job like cultivating that and making it fun while making sure that they were working hard and uh, my job was to to you know show fans recruits uh what our brand was and and how we were working and it was i mean it was a lot of fun yeah. I, I i i'd miss it like that at times what was your day-to-day with that like what was your job <clears throat> tell the story of georgia tech football Okay, on socials. Okay. On socials, uh, I mean, there was there was out of home as well. Like I did okay. all the billboards, and uh, there was uh, one Holy thing. Shit. I'm like, damn, stress, <laughs> anxiety, I would have. Well, the, the sometimes like when you like make an ad, this is a funny story uh, from Brooklyn Cyclones when I was working in minor league baseball. I made like this ad, and it was like a bobblehead ad, and I spelled it boobleheads. And it like ran <laughs> on like on purpose, uh, or you did that on accident? No, on accident. I mean, I would never do that on purpose, but it was a fuck up that I had, and uh, had to eat that one. <laughs> I was like, "Come get your booble heads." Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm dead. No, no, it was. He's like, "Come get your." Boobleheads. Everyone, come, come uh, one, come all, get your booble yeah, heads. Yeah, it was probably from like Georgia Tech. <laughs> no, this is Brooklyn <laughs> Cyclones. Oh, but, oh, oh, oh. That would not be a school. I was in oh my, my kids. <laughs> they don't even know how to spell there. Yeah, Honestly, like, I can't. Uh, this is not good branding. <laughs> That's not the education we're paying for. Right. Yeah, but, <laughs> right. Um, he said booble heads. <laughs> as, as most mistakes go, it was something that we fixed pretty quickly. <laughs> 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 Just had a couple of emails that came through letting <laughs> us know that booble heads were now that on sale. That is so funny. Uh, <laughs> where was I going? Uh, but uh, yeah, I did like. Where of, was I going? Sorry. <laughs> I, I did like. Sorry. I did. I I did out of home stuff. There was uh, like some of the the branding that I had to do was uh, for recruiting and and like I created this got like a little bit of press while I was there. I created these business cards for the coaches. Uh, they were like little tykes, like drawn graphics. Okay. Um, that were cut out as a player. 
And what I did was is I left like the number off of the jersey. Yeah. So then coaches can customize it when they give it to the kids. Recruits can't wear a Georgia Tech jersey or uh, college ath athletic jersey until uh, I think they had to be at least juniors at yeah. the time. I don't know if that rule is still the same. Um, but until they were ju uh, juniors, if they never got to campus or they never got to see that, I still wanted the recruits to be able to like envision themselves in a jersey. So that I made these custom cards. Cute. That's so sick. Uh, and that was that your they idea. Can hold and, yeah. You better yeah. trademark that shit, Santino. Right. I think I think well, I think universities already started to to take it. Yeah. So we, it was it was like a paper like flat Stanley vibes or. Yeah, it was like a business card, but it was just like a cutout. Oh wait, no, that's so cool. That's yeah. really cool. Have you been yeah. seeing? Did you say little tykes? They were they were called tykes. Like I, I designed it. There's like tykes. There's a business called tykes that has like uh, it's like illustrated. It's like an illustration oh, essentially. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, and I just like you know made the illustration and and built it out. And coach was like all behind what the idea was. I mean, that's and, sick. That's like uh, really cool. Yeah. He promoted it then. And yeah. uh, anytime like a head football coach that again has like bunches of eyes on him, uh, does that, it, it was you pretty cool. You do always have some fun, creative ideas. I'm like, thanks, Santino. <laughs> <For> <laughs> I was like, people pay big yeah. bucks like, for this. It was right? good, That's like Savannah. I'm like, thanks, Savannah. <laughs> yeah. Creative consultant. I don't know if you guys know this though. My, uh, and at, at the time I didn't like love it. Now I kind of like laugh at it. Um, but my, my nickname when I was in college football was Morpheus. Coach Collins just like started calling me Morpheus, uh, as soon as I got to Temple pretty much. And I was, we were in a staff meeting and I used to like sit directly across from him and he was like, yo, Morpheus, I need to get this done. And he was looking at me. I'm like, who the fuck is Morpheus? That's, <laughs> right. a, that's like, a name and a half. <laughs> uh, and it ended up being my name. And then like, once we got to Georgia Tech, it started like really blowing up. There was like a couple Sports Illustrated articles and, and an ESPN article that they did that they like did interviews with me and stuff. And and they uh, called you Morpheus. They called me Morpheus in the article. Oh yeah, it was like God. it was like Georgia Tech rebranding Morpheus. Right. <laughs> and I was like, like, I was like okay. well, <laughs> nobody knows that's about me, but right. it, it, it was indeed. <laughs> it's uh, the thought that counts, yeah, I guess. It, it, right. it was indeed. Uh, but it was cool because like the recruits would come to campus and they would be like we would like brand Morpheus up as like, I guess like a bigger than just, just me type of thing where they're like, right. Oh, I want a Morpheus graphic or I want a X, Y, Z, whatever I was doing. And I'm going to change uh, him and my phone is Morpheus. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Morpheus. Got a little Santino's, Santino's a little bit uh, more equipped Tintino. for the, <laughs> for the creator economy. <laughs> okay. So yeah. now you're with, now you're in a whole different industry, but still doing the same thing. So now you work with content creators, influencers, whatever you want to call us, business yep. Yep. I think we should jump to Reagan first, and then we can do, you want to, want the good and bad? Or you want the good and no, bad No, no, no. So, but now, okay, so now, like, I want to talk about what you're transfer into. But you had, like, a, an, it wasn't, like, a change. It was, like, a networking. So you met Mike, who's the owner of J1S. I actually hired Mike. At Georgia Tech. So yeah. J1S at the time was not just an influencer, uh, creator, like, company. Uh, the talent side partnerships wasn't, wasn't, it was just starting to be built out. Okay. Mike, uh, who also worked in college football for a little while, he... I have been seeing Seed Symbiotic DS01 
everywhere and I figured it was time to try it out because you guys know I love anything and everything gut health. Gut health does not just affect your digestive system. I don't understand. I don't think people understand how much it affects like your overall health and not only that, but like your skin, your readiness for the day. I just love when my gut is in line, I'm in line. When I'm in line, life is in line. So Seed is sharing a code with Human 2 listeners and I'm super excited for you guys to try them out. You are going to get 25% off to see if you like them just as much as I do. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic go to seed.com slash human two that's all one word and use code 25 human two to get 25% off your first month so that's two five human two all one word that's 25% off your first month of seeds ds01 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash human two with code 25 human two he did a National Signing Day campaign with Oklahoma uh, in which there was somebody jumping out of a helicopter. Uh, and they, I remember it, all it, it was so sick. Yeah, it was, it was more than that. I can, I'll, maybe like we'll clip in some of, yeah. the, some of the video. Okay. But it was I'll really sick. They had, yeah, yeah. Can, <laughs> can the editor do that, please? Um, but it was, it was really sick. There was like Lamborghinis and like these sick cars in it. And, and I was watching this video and I was like, how the fuck do I compete with this? Like, how am I supposed to make something like this? So I went to our head football coach and I was like, hey, if you want me to be able to compete, like we're going to have to get some outside help on this. I said, I saw this video that was really sick. I think we should reach out to that agency. They did a really nice job. I think they can really help us just like elevate what we were doing. I had like a small team, but not a team that I was going to be able to get people jumping out of helicopters. And it just didn't have the bandwidth. And they didn't have Reagan there yet. And they didn't have Reagan. They didn't didn't have me there to fling out of the helicopter (laughs) as well to film, you know, to cannonball out of a flying vehicle. So, and like it was, it was sick because there was like branding, there was like branding on the parachute and I, I don't know. It was okay. Just, okay. So that's how you met Mike. Yes. So I hired Mike. <laughs> I'm like, please tell us more. Since you know. <laughs> and then eventually, uh, USC offered me a job. Um, like the real USC, Southern Cal, not, you know, South, South Carolina. Carolina. People call Damn. it South Carolina. Sorry to USC. any South yeah, Carolina. Sorry, that's the real USC. <laughs> the, the wow. real USC. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you are. And uh, that's going to be controversial. Oh, we're going to cut that. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said, we're going to cut that. He's like, um, note to the editor again, cut that. <laughs> that is that's a social, a social clip. clip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we trying to get some traction or what? I mean, come right. on up. <laughs> up for the downloads? Yes or no? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm flying Santino to Minnesota every week just to come on the pod. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so USC offered me a job and uh, is the pinnacle of what college football is, right? Like USC growing up, you know, Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner, all those guys. A really big it school. Was, yeah. It was like, Love Reggie. that was, that was a dream to be able to do something like that. I, I turned <laughs> USC down. Okay. Um, so I turned USC down. I was like, I'm not taking it. My now wife definitely was not going to move with me to, to LA. Um, because I moved her around multiple times and she was like, no, fuck this. I'll just leave your ass and stay put, (laughs) which was, which was fair of her. Um, but besides that, it was also like, I started to realize there was a cap on what I was going to be able to do. Like coaches make hundreds of thousands of dollars, not right away, but eventually. And as like the creative slash brand manager, et cetera, that I was, 
there's just like a cap on what I'm going to be able to do and what I'm going to yeah. be able to make. And, and I, I just felt like I could go and do bigger things at, at some point in my career. Uh, plus I was going to be obsolete because I was like 24, 25 when I was doing the college football thing. And you're like close to the age of the guys. You're like somewhat relevant with and in tune with what they're speaking and sure. their language. Eventually, I was not going to be. Yeah, there. you kind of like age out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'm aged out of this room sometimes. Like, and and it was you just, said it, not me. <laughs> it was this just room? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. this one. Oh yeah, no, Raphael's Bailey, got you. Bailey beat. makes fun of me all the time. Oh, She's yeah. like, oh, you don't know what Riz okay, is. Boomer. Like, okay, yeah. What is a Riz? Riz, like you got Riz, you got game. Oh hell no! No, I'm out of the game, you guys. I am here. Why the fuck do I know what Riz means? But I'm not aged out of the creator. I'm embarrassed that Reagan knows. She's like, duh. <laughs> because I'm in the office with Bailey in which she uses Riz all the time. We yeah. all, but we all, I mean, yeah, they keep me young. Oh, you girls, but, you girls. But I was going to age young. out eventually. So I had to figure out like how I was going to pivot. And, uh, I wasn't even trying to pivot at the, at the moment right. in time. I just, uh, I told the director of recruiting that was trying to hire me and I was like, Hey, just so you know, like, even if I came in to USC, I'd want to hire this company J1S because they offer a bunch of different resources and can do things that just transparently I'm not going to be able to do by myself. So you're going to have to put extra resource behind what you're trying to accomplish anyway. And I ended up hitting up Mike and I was like, Hey Mike, uh, just to let you know, like I put an award for you guys. I'm not taking the job at USC, but hopefully you guys can turn around to some new business, et cetera, whatever. And he was like, well, do you want to, we would need someone to help with the accounts. If that's the case, like, would you be interested in potentially making that jump? Uh, and it was like pretty brief. I was like, yeah, we didn't go through like what yeah. the negotiation of all that was. Not yet, like a or, full, I'm getting yeah. hired by J1S, but, but, yeah, like but I was help. like, I'll definitely help try to win the business. And, and if, if we get it done, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll potentially, you know, make that jump. And if, if it's right and I think it's good for the family and all those different things, like, let's do it. And, that's how it how it started. We and won. here you are. And we, the rest is history. And now he's an influencer era. He's yeah. in his flu era. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, in his flu era. I truly am. Whatever. Hey, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are now combining worlds. So, like, basically, you paved the way for Travis and Kelsey. <laughs> That's another clip. For Travis <laughs> and <Clint> Kelsey. <laughs> oh, yeah. For both Travis <laughs> and Kelsey. For Taylor and Travis, my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Kelsey name throws me off. <laughs> yeah, it is It is interesting, though, because, like... You did I, it first. You're an icon. <laughs> not an icon. You're a legend. Morpheus. Oh, You're a Morpheus. You little Morpheus. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's Santino's story. So exactly like I said, it's it's the same industry or it's the same job, but you have an industry transfer. Yeah. But you have a complete flip. Right. Like a full 180. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out from ground up. Yeah. And I have questions about yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, so what's Woo! funny is when, okay, so when I first got signed with I almost said hired signed with J1S you were immediately assigned to my manager correct and I didn't really know obviously we don't know much about you guys but you probably knew a little bit about my story online so when I was like learning about you I just thought you were like this badass like manager blah blah blah, like straight to the point she's just super blunt and then she's like yeah I actually just started this six months ago and I was like you did and you're like yeah and what were you before this? We love growth. We love we love a growth period. <laughs> we love um, full on change. Full on, just a full flip. That wasn't even like a growth. That I'm was like a skirt. Miss Harala. Miss Harala. Yeah. Like that's me. Um, I was a fifth grade teacher. 
Um, that is still so mind-boggling. I I know. Literally, we were talking about this yesterday, and I said something like I was quoting like one of my former students said, "Miserable." She goes, "Huh? Huh?" She said, "What did <laughs> like, they call I, you?" I, I was respect, like, "My last name." I respect you so much, but I could never, in my wildest <laughs> dreams, hear anybody say, "Miserable." I would shit myself. I'll second that. I, uh, what do you mean? It's just, like, it's just an interesting thing to say. It. Like you just you look like a Reagan. Well, right. I look like a Reagan. You're like a first name girly. Like if anyone were to ever call you by your last name. Reagan's not my first name. Well, okay, but what? you know what I mean? Like a one name. Wait a second. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, time out. Not. I'm like, What's... don't you see my payroll? Shouldn't you know? Like, no, I don't look at your payroll. Why do you your payroll? That's... Because you're like one of the upper people well, that's in the Mike's company. Job. I'm pretty sure everything says Reagan. What no. the fuck is your name? Well, every... <laughs> He's like, who are you? Why do people in the who South? Let's you? just talk about this for a second. Why do people in the South have seven names? I don't. Mike's have seven. another one. He has seven names: okay. William, Michael. Calvin, Michael. No, like, William, Michael, Calvin. I know, but I'm just saying. There's oh, like really? 300 oh, names. What's your name? Tell me a name. My name is still Reagan. My first name is Allison. Allison Reagan Harala. Okay, so your name's Allison. No, Why do it's, people go by middle names? No, because okay, my it's mom a is a teacher, thing. so like I come from a family of teachers. And so when my mom was naming me, again, this is just to my understanding, phonetically, if you think about the syllables in each one of my names, it goes three, two, three, Allison, Reagan, Harala. And she said that flowed better than Reagan, Allison, Harala. I think they both sound fine. But well, I you know what? <laughs> you're for sure a Reagan. It pretty much sounds the same, but you're not the only one who does that. So it's not right. the three, two, three rule. There's something else happening here. No, we have yeah, to, we're we gonna have, do some research to, yeah. on this. We have to get I'm to gonna the call Terry up. Like, <laughs> why did you do this? I, I mean, it's just, it's just. Call, like call now, I feel speaker. like I should call you. My mom Allison. would be like, "What? I, no, you're not an Allison at all. But you not, feel I am that. not even in the same. Would you ever do vicinity. a legal name change? Well, yeah, but I was gonna wait until if <laughs> if I ever get married ever, I was just gonna wait until then. You know, that makes sense. Because I was like, why go through the process of changing my name twice? Yeah. Now would you put Allison to the middle name then? Yeah, and the only time uh-huh. I have to deal with Allison, like I had to deal with it in school. Obviously, new teachers, new professors, and stuff would call me Allison, and then obviously, like government paperwork, and then going to the doctor. Yeah. Call me Allison. That's Do you I'm think your mom would be butthurt about that? No. Uh, she doesn't care. Well, she's like, good. okay. She's, she's like, like, yeah, I probably. I don't know that her. So Sorry. <laughs> no, Sorry. I definitely think like you know, let them go by whatever. I think ideally going by first name, it's something that's like, it's not a bad thing. It's just like inconvenient sometimes. It's just when like, you name a child, if you decide to have children, right. will, will you call them by their middle name? No, probably their first name. Okay. So yeah. yeah, we'll go by middle name. Huh? We'll go by middle name. Why? Because the names that we have, we want. A oh, so you know the rule. Well, it's not because of the South. But it's so you just ridiculed me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, going by my middle name. My children are going to go by your name. Too. Yeah, my name's actually Catherine. It's Catherine Elizabeth. Oh. But no, the name that like if we want a girl, we would name her Billy. We would want to call her Billy, okay. but we would want her to have like an un. That's my um, grandma's name. Cute. Oh. We would want her to have like a professional name. So like, say she's older in the workforce and doesn't want to be Billy, like sure. whatever. So we'll probably call her by the middle name. Got it. And then for a boy, we don't, I don't think we would do a middle name. We really like like the one, two, like a. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize people don't even like issue. use the last name sometimes. Like we just got Hudson baptized and everything's like Hudson Patrick. And I was like, his last name is 
you're irrelevant. <laughs> you're like, um, my He's name's his own sake. man. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> Father? <laughs> Are we gonna- Father? It's like, someone had a typo here. <laughs> right. I'm like, Don't forget about me. They're like already boxing you out. Like, yeah, I was like, They're okay. phasing Santino out very yeah. slowly. I was like, I made the kid. Now it's, now it's, right. I didn't make the kid. You assisted. Anyway, in- we're, we're, you okay, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because you know Reagan's about to run with this and we're going to be eight miles right. deeper than Sorry, we I'm deflecting. Okay. Okay. I up here back to the board oh my god three, one two three eyes on me two one okay so you were a fifth grade teacher <laughs> yeah so i was a fifth grade teacher uh my first year of teaching i started out as a math and science teacher um and then the next year i was more fo- heavily focused on science I also taught writing so i taught everything but reading which are you not a good reader <laughs> i <laughs> it's not that it's just um you know, I think math and science are more interesting. They've always been more interesting to me. That's when I originally so went to college, I went for marine biology because that's a passion of mine. Fun really? Fact. Yeah. Like, yeah. marine means water. So, like, is that <laughs> the fish? Is that actually the definition? Like, flash we get? the fish? Yes. Like, the fish. fish and sharks and shit? Fish, sharks, patterns of the ocean, all, I mean, all of the above. It could be literally anything. There's many, you, many you went to teach that? You, you have some mad ADHD. That's 100% you went to what to teach it is. <laughs> like, you just want to do everything. What does every, that mean? You have, you Everybody at the table has ADHD. Yeah, I do. So. Yeah, this is a prescription table. I'm like, brought to you by Adderall. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Jones. Bailey, if we can please get a uh, right. sponsor for this. He's like, yeah, <laughs> actually, that shit. Not a Vivant sponsor. <laughs> uh, Hashtag better help. <laughs> <laughs> connecting with a therapist specializing in ADHD um, okay so you okay then you got into school where you were in college when did you decide you wanted to change into the teaching world well how I, many times did you change your major I changed my major twice okay. so I went in for marine biology and I really did not like college chemistry and it also didn't help that like the first semester or first year you're in college you just want to like have fun <laughs> which I know is really it's like realistically it's not why you're there but I did have a lot of fun and my grades kind of reflected that. But also when you're a science major, you're enrolled in science major classes. And I know that's, that sounds redundant, but like you don't, you don't take a biology 101. Yeah. You take biology for science majors. So it's more challenging. It's more fast paced. There's, it covers a lot more bases. So my first semester I was like, okay, well let me go ahead and knock my science credits out. So I took biology and chemistry, which biology I love. I think it's very interesting. I aced it, made very good grades. Chemistry, however, you're probably I drowning. I was drowning, and then I was trying to have <clears throat> someone like tutor me, and it wasn't working. And then I tried cheating, and that also didn't work. So I was just like, I don't think chemistry is for me. I'm like, whoopsies. Yeah. Whoopsies. Yeah, my pro- but my professor, and I don't say this lightly, was a living relic of a dinosaur. She used, and this was in 2013, so she used transparency slides. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Like with the, the little light yeah. projector. Like my mom had one. My mom was my third grade teacher. That's what she used when I was in third grade. Yeah, I was just about to say we had that in elementary Early school. Early 2000s. Where they would write on like a whiteboard marker on the slip and then, yeah. Yes. And yeah. I was like, what? so that's what she would use. And they had probably been written. I never saw this woman pull out like an expo marker or anything like to write anything down oh it was like impermanent marker that's how old yeah they were. yeah Holy like she shit. just she would just slap it up there yeah. like it would not she's been teaching that course for 20 years and if you were to bless her heart if you were to look at her you'd know that she was teaching it for like 45 years but <laughs> realistically i just didn't do great in that class and i also think that i was kind of like lost i wasn't really super passionate about it so i stuck with it and took more basics um the next semester and then i changed to business 
Okay. So I was a marketing major, which is kind of, you know, came in handy slightly a little bit. Oh, okay. That makes more sense now. But then after I went to, I jumped around, went to the University of Arkansas, came back, and then I was like, I'm going to try teaching. I tried to avoid teaching just because all the women in my family were teachers. And not because I didn't yeah. respect them and love them. I mean, literally, I had the smartest people in my family ever. You just wanted to do something a little different? I just, I wanted to try to exhaust all my resources, but then it just kind of ended up being like a calling just because I was just really good at it. You're just destined. Um, and I don't mean really good at it from a perspective of like, I came into it and I was rocking it because I was not, you know, it's definitely a learning curve. It was th- one of the more challenging things I've ever done in my life. But um, I could see you as a teacher 100% though. Yeah. Like relationships I mean, even the book that you made. Even the book stuff. you made. Yeah. I said I was. You like, everything that I do, every time I do a craft, like even not even something that's like a craft. That's a teacher might be crafty. thing. <laughs> it's a teacher. No, thing. and they they respond. Oh, you're such a teacher. I'm like, <laughs> what did say that, that mean? yesterday? No, literally. When I, I texted person- him a picture of that book, he goes, "You're such a teacher." <laughs> I think more personality wise, like you're very good at setting boundaries, but being very very patient. And also only getting firm when you really have to get firm. Right. But then it's game fucking over. She knows over. when to bite. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but you're also like, you're, you know, like some people that are very hard and you're like, oh, yeah. they're like not a nice person. Mm-hmm. They just are very, very blunt, straight to the point. You're like also complete opposite where you're extremely patient, empathetic, sympathetic. I'm, I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So you think I'm cute. <laughs> so so we're roasting I'm Santino pretty. and gassing. Right. Well, oh, no, my roasted. Like slowly filling the room. No, no. I'm not saying that was a good or I'm just saying like no, that's I know, your, I know, your I know, personality yeah. is definitely I could see that and then when you talk about your students or like your old previous students you can tell like you genuinely loved and cared for them I love my but, kids I felt like my kids were my kids like I seriously while I was teaching like obviously I was not in a, like a serious relationship but I did not want kids just simply because I was like how could you balance both because I felt like those kids were my children yeah. almost like everything from inside of school to outside of school going to events making sure Cause you'd be shocked. Like even in, you know, the, you know, tougher schools or in a more affluent area, like there are still so many things that these kids go through. So coming to school needs to be the safe place for them. And they Mm -hmm. need to come in and know that they can communicate. Like if something happened at home, like, Hey, I, you know, getting, having a good enough relationship with your kids where they come in and you just see them. Like I was telling you yesterday, like down the hallway, I could tell, if everything had gone okay in the morning, like at home, or if it was a tough morning and maybe they needed a reset time before they could even start learning. Cause I think what a lot of teachers forget is you want to get into it. Like we have things to teach, we have goals to hit, whatever, but that means nothing. And the kid will never learn. Like if they don't feel safe and yeah. where they are. So you kind of have to establish that first Yeah. in order to have a successful classroom. You know? That's why she's so good at her job now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So where did, <laughs> the, your, the intangibles. where did your <laughs> right. flip happen? How did that, I know, I know the story, but what was the story behind that? I actually don't know the full story. I know like the full story because you weren't looking to you weren't or looking wise, to stop teachers teaching, right? No, I was not in any position. I actually was like about to start grad school to become a principal um, because that's like, Raphael's best friend did that. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to do, and so I would have been doing. Obviously, I would have been teaching and doing grad school at the same time. Um, so I would like never have wanted program. to be in Miss Rawls' office. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> See, I would have been the one chilling in that <laughs> office. I was more friends with the teachers than I was the students. That's right. what I was right. like. That Catherine too. would just come sit in my office. A hundred percent. I'm like, do I got to go to class? Come on, it's like, Rawls. I'm like, all right, fine. You need some help with something, <laughs> right? right. Right. She's like, what do you, I'm like, what do you need? She's like, 
Nothing. No, I would just be like, I brought you a snack and a coffee. Listen, I you can sit here all day. Used to work. I, I used to, used to bribe with Starbucks oh, yeah, all the time. 100%. Oh yeah, literally, we had a teacher in high school, our art teacher, and he was like, during the period, we'd be like, there was a gas station right across the street, and we're like, hey, can we go? And he was like, if you bring me back a snack, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so we'd walk to the gas station. <laughs> what do you want? I know exactly. So pick your poison. Great. But okay. no, I um I loved, I loved teaching. Now I I feel the need to like explain this like the act of teaching and then being a teacher are two diff- different things I think that being a teacher is really really hard especially like especially through COVID that was literally some of the hardest like those were the biggest challenges I've ever faced like yeah with kids and regulating everything and following procedure and everything just kind of turned upside down because you get you know two years into your job you're like oh I'm feeling like I can kind of do this and then COVID hits and you're like, everything changes. And it's just kind of like, oh, okay, that's great. Like I su- can no longer change. do this. Right. But no, my very last year of teaching, um, I was so happy. I had the most amazing class, the most amazing kids, the most amazing support. My team was amazing. Like everything was great. But this opportunity for this job, you know, I had always made jokes to Michael and Hannah, like, oh, <laughs> if you ever need a fifth grade teacher, let me know. You know, right. like totally so joking. Michael and Hannah, if you're listening, are the owners of J1S. Yes. Um, just so you guys listening have a background story. Yeah. And you know them on a personal level. That's yes. how you knew like of their company. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So obviously I've had a relationship with like Hannah for a very long time, <laughs> Michael for a long time as well. And so, um, you know, Hannah had come to me and was just like, you know, like, and she said, she just shot me a text. It was so casual. What would it take for you to leave teaching? And I was like, Sh- literally, a million I, dollars. One million dollars. <laughs> no, I literally, you can see it in the text. I'm like, shut up. Like, yeah, I'm like, whatever. I was like, you're just messing with me, whatever. So I, I totally like, and she was like, I'm serious. And I was like, come on, be so for real right now. So I kind of like blew her off. I just didn't really respond like for a couple days or for like a week. I just didn't think about it. But I like, I well, would. What like, were we doing? <laughs> no, no. Because I, I thought that she was joking. I thought she was no, joking. I'm just messing with so you. So right? I was like, actually, fuck all of them. Right. <laughs> Screw everyone. I'd rather deal with kids than you. No. Right, yeah, no. I don't know. Everyone has their own challenges, kids and adults. It's <laughs> preach, both, sister, both preach. challenging. Um, but no, I I just was reflecting on it a little bit and then I like casually brought it up to my mom and I was like, Mom, Hannah texted me this and she was like, mm, why are you not exploring that opportunity? You know, like Oh, really? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like she was joking. Like I she I don't think she was being serious, whatever. So I hit Hannah back up and I was like please tell me like, are you being serious? Like for real? And she was like Bible. And that's how I knew. And so I was like, okay, let's have a conversation about this. So I went and had like an actual meeting where they kind of laid everything out as far as like closer to like what my role would be and what I'd be doing and like where they see me. And it was just kind of, it was really, really encouraging just thinking like I'd almost manifested it in a way because I kind of wanted to change, but I wasn't, and it was more like a life change, like being able to move out into the city um, and be closer to my friends that were out there instead of out in the burbs, you know, a better place for a single girl to be out yeah. in the city. Um, so it was just, I, I don't know. I did. It was kind of like a balancing act because I really, I loved teaching and like, I loved the path of, I had been building this path of where I thought I was going to be going for four years at that point. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be a principal or I'll have to be an AP for a while and then I'll be a principal. And then I want to do this and this and this. So to, for all of that to kind of flip upside down was just like so different. I cannot picture it. I know. It's just, it, it was definitely a, a huge change. And, um, how long was this process? Like how long did you guys talk about the, like, she had probably texted. I mean, I had said 
Santino's gonna get offended. <laughs> it was like two days for Reagan and like two years for you. No, it's no, fine. I'm not offended. I'm just kidding. <laughs> different different time of the business. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like from the first thing that she said until like all was said and done, like two weeks. Like oh, wow. it, so it was fast. Oh, that's yeah. Fast. It was Where were you quick. at in the teaching year? We were literally the last week of school. Okay. The Monday of the last week of school, we got out on that Thursday, I think. I went to my principal's office and told him. Oh, so you quit your job and you were like, I'm not coming back. Yeah, I just year. told him like, I'm going to be resigning because he also. Hannah's intentional. She was like, oh, school year's yeah, wrapping. Yeah, that's probably true. Listen, if we're going to get Reagan. Yeah, if we're going to get her, we got to get her, get her, right her right where we can. Yeah, yeah. So, and I say two weeks. It could have been a month. I have also, that's part of ADHD. I have no perception of time. So that's it's fine. just kind of like, eh, sometime in there. But, you know, it. It took a lot of self-reflecting, lots of crying, lots of like talking to my mom. Yeah, change is hard. Yeah, change. And, and I've always been someone that's like, I'm an overthinker. Yeah. Therefore, I'm like, listen to all these opportunities. But also like, I love kids and like, and I unknown. love kids and I love like teaching kids things. And like, really in my life, there's nothing more satisfying to me than like teaching something to someone and seeing the light bulb go off. And then like, <laughs> that's feeling, why you like me. <laughs> she's like, up. yeah, she's a dumb bitch. And now she's Not okay. true. But like. Teaching someone something and them actually being able to take that and apply that to their lives. Not because it's fulfilling and knowing that they'll be able to apply in other places too. Like that's kind of what I loved about it. Yeah. And you get to see the growth. I love that about college football too, where Mm -hmm. you get them in as freshmen and they're like little fuck turds. And then (laughs) by the time they're seniors, they're like these unbelievable human beings that you're just like, wow. Like they're finding their footing in the world. You're just like so excited for them to to get started on their careers or some go to the NFL or whatever. And then like, cause for me, you know, every other teacher in an elementary school up until fifth grade, this is in Texas specifically Mm -hmm. or in Frisco specifically. But like all of those kids, like once, like every other teacher, like they can go on to the next grade and they'll get to see them in the school. Right. They'll be like, Oh, see how they're progressing. Like, we like they graduate from fifth grade and they go to a completely different campus, you know? And so you really kind of only hear from word of mouth or if, you know, certain students you check in on, you know, if they had some different cases and whatnot happening, but like you kind of have to really trust yourself to give them all the tools they need to succeed later because you don't get to see them anymore, you know? They, they come back to visit. She's so soft. She's so cute. <laughs> I, I was, love I my was kids. Soft, I was soft as hell, too. I Listen, cried in the last football game. I was like... I love, I I love like, my kids. I fuck I this like up? This and you <laughs> call... You, like, you said, like, the, the fuck turds that came in. Like, I, all my kids that came in that would be, like, really, really difficult, I just felt like it was, like, a mission. I was like, you don't like... And I always told my kids this every single time because my kids would come in and... That's probably what you liked about it. You're right. like, I'm going to fix this. Right. Like, well, I'm going. To, well, I know because I'm such a fixer. Yeah. I'm such a fixer, like to a fault. <clears throat> but kids come in and like I always told them, I said, give me a chance to make you like science because you would think with like experiments and stuff, kids would like it. But up until fifth grade, it's just a lot of reading. Like yeah. there isn't a whole lot of emphasis on science. They're getting better with like STEM efforts and stuff, yeah. like bringing it into schools more. But fifth grade's where you get to get Plug. your hands dirty. You get to like, <laughs> basically it's like the, we get to blow things up or melt things or whatever. It's just like. That kind of stuff is what kids really like. Yeah. Once you start so I making said, volcanoes and right. <laughs> no, we didn't make any volcanoes. Although that would be pretty Mentos cool. Mentos and the Diet Coke. Yeah, that's actually that. Yeah, I it's know. a chemical reaction. I Wait, so did you do that or not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said, "Yeah." Okay, so now what is your day to day now? Because it's completely different. It's a whole different industry. So it is completely different now. Um, I manage talent. I mean, I know that, yeah. that sounds like basic, but. Day to day. No, but I think for listeners, they're probably like, what does it, because I didn't even know what you guys did as an agency. And now and I'm maybe, like. Made me laugh so hard. Catherine came in the office. She goes, 
what do you guys do all day? I'm like, <laughs> work. And I don't mean that in like a, I no, don't I think you I do know, anything, I but I'm like, what? I need to know like the math <laughs> right. behind it. I'm like, what do you actually do? Like, right. other than just like emails and calls, you know, from a, from an outsider's perspective or even There's now. a lot that goes into it. A hundred percent. And yeah. now as a talent in the agency, I'm like, holy shit, you guys are like 99 miles an hour every single second of every single day. I'm yeah. like getting texts at nine o'clock, three in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Okay. So Working. explain what, <laughs> explain like what your day to day looks like. Um, so day to day typically just looks like we're the best way to describe a manager. And now we do it a little bit differently at JMS cause there's a lot or uh, now was creators. Um, but I feel like typically in the industry, I was just talking to Mike about this not long ago. Like Typically, you have an agent or a manager. Yeah. You have an agent that, like, contracts all of those deals, and they pass it to your management team to execute. We, even though I, my title is a manager, I do both. I yeah. source deals, and I execute them as well. So that really all day, every day, that's what I'm doing. And whether the execution is, you know, talking with you guys and building relationships so that we can get things in on time or whatever it may be, like, that's a big part of that as well. Um, but also, we are the middleman between the brand and the creator or the agency and the creator, whatever it may be that they're bringing opportunity wise. So basically emails and calls. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there really is so much that goes into it. It's submitting content. It's communicating with brands. It's negotiation, which I've learned so much about negotiation. I feel like even since January, I just feel like that, that piece has grown really. And then recruiting and developing new talent. Yeah. Which I mean, you got to consume content then to know who's even in the market. So it's like, I can't even imagine what you guys do all day long. But I, I do, but where I was where I was saying that is like when I first got reached out to from J1S at the time, I was like, yeah, I don't know how to negotiate and I and I don't know how to like reach out to these brands or if a brand reaches out to me, I'm like, I don't even know what this is supposed to be. Right. But now I didn't even realize like all the things you guys do, inbound, outbound, negotiation, like the the relationship between you and I and like everything that I need and like I'm not your only signee, so it's right. like, I'm just like holy crap. Yeah. It's insane. It's definitely I think the biggest challenge for me has been just making sure because it's like you're right it's like I in a perfect world you would have you know one person that you're assigned to and you could dedicate all of your time but like it's finding and allocating you know appropriate amounts of time so that everyone's getting what they need you know um and that you're also you know giving yourself time to like get what you need as well it's just kind of it's definitely uh, the best way to put it's a balancing act yeah yeah I don't know how your brain does like stays clear mine would be so fog (laughs) what's I don't know about clear (laughs) no seriously because I'm like I forgot something one time and this is just a random story, but I forgot something. I forgot a follow-up frame, completely forgot. You completely forgot. And they mm-hmm. were like, Hey, we need the analytics of this. And you were like, Hey, did you post that? And I was like, Oh, I forgot. about." So I'm like, I forgot like my own shit. I don't know yeah. how you manage 10 plus people. Like th- that's insane. Well, it really, processes. it's, it's processes. And then it's also just, I will say at first, I just felt like I was cramming so much into my head that it was falling out of my other ear kind of thing. Like it yeah. was just kind of like, and I, and it's like, I don't want to drop the ball. I don't want to drop the ball because it's not just about me. Like I am a representation of the company and the talent, yeah. you know? So it's like, if I, if I'm screwing up, if I'm fucking up, then I'm fucking over multiple people. So, yeah. and, and I just don't want to do that. So it's, I say, I utilize my calendar a lot. Okay. I like to do lists. Those okay. work nicely for me. Do-do you definitely list. have to build disciplines yeah, in this for sure. industry heavy. Like when I was in yeah. college athletics, it was easier. Like I can shoot at the hip a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of shooting at the hip now. Nope. No. Okay. It's much more difficult. So we got the backstories out. Okay. Yep. Now for the fun stuff. Let's get into the fun <laughs> stuff. So if you guys think of any fun questions, feel free to ask them to each other. But when... <laughs> I was already got like 12. <laughs> 
he's like scheming. He's, he's patiently waiting. He's like, I'm coming for you. He's like a kid just chilling. He's like, okay, get to the. I really want to get up and walk. <laughs> oh my! And get up and pace in front of the camera. Okay, what has been the hardest challenge in the new role? For you guys. You go first this time. What about you go first? No, she just went. I just got done talking. She's catching her breath. <sighs> okay, what was the question? What's been the hardest challenge of the change? Mine has been, so when I started at J1S, now Lost Creators, I, the company was small. Like it was, it was literally three or four of us at, at, at that point in time. And I was coming from places where I was surrounded by 120 plus dudes every single day yeah um you know we we worked long long hours but we were i mean we were like family so uh and for those of you who don't know i also still work out of atlanta the company was based out of dallas so i was working remote i think my biggest struggle was was that seclusion basically. yeah and and it wasn't that like mike and hannah tried to get me to move i think like 300,000 times within the amount oh, really? uh, and span that i was there why yes. don't you want to move I'm not moving because of Jen. So um, she wants to stay in Atlanta. Yeah, she has a really good job. I moved her around okay. a bunch of times. I didn't think it was fair to her to, to continue to uproot her in her career because yeah. uh, she's uber successful and smart more than me. Uh, so Goals. I, didn't think it was, yeah, Goals. I didn't think it was fair for me to, to continue to do that. So she sacrificed a lot for me early on. I thought it was you know time for me to do the same yeah. for her. Do you like Atlanta? I love Atlanta. Okay. I do. Good. I do. So it's not like, a, you know, like there's obviously like I, I like it, but I always thought to myself and, and worst case scenario, like if I ever got, you know, so upset about it or whatever, then I would just have to make another change. Yeah. And, and you get to travel though, which is nice. I do. I mean, I see the team a bunch and like we, we, you know, we work together well and I'm up everybody's ass all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, annoyingly. thank God for FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I caught my definitely nose. Helps. When I got my nose done a couple weeks ago, Santino texted me and was like, I feel like I lost one of my friends this week. Like, <laughs> I did so feel quiet. that way. <laughs> because Catherine like wasn't on her phone at all. <laughs> Santino I was like, was like Leave me alone. what do I do? I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bored little boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we went from talking like 700 times a day right. to literally, to, I was trying to true. allow you to heal. But thank you, the, uh, thank you for allow. allowing yeah, me to do that. <laughs> Raphael says that he's like, oh yeah, you can you can go do that, and I'm like, I know I can. Like, don't say I can. Like, you just piss me off. <laughs> Thanks for the permission. Is normally my she response. Said that one word. <laughs> I'm like, that's me. It sets me off. Yeah, that was a huge challenge though, and the and isolation. then and then obviously I think a, an easy one was just like learning the industry and like how we were we were going to do things the company scaled the talent so like my time at j1s and now was creators uh mike and hannah just obviously you know sold the business was a lot of it was sports in yeah. the beginning and then mm -hmm. as the company continued to scale and and the talent side grew to what it is my job continued to transition multiple times so i've had like and worn multiple hats. Yeah. I was just about to say, you are the hat master. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> you are the hat, the master. hat master. The hat master. <laughs> so in football, how I see like the breakdown is it, it's more of a business structure. So you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing mostly. Mm -hmm. And it's not coming from a football player saying like, hey, make this graphic for me. It's like, hey, here's our campaign. Here's what we're rolling out. Versus now you're with direct creators who obviously our brains are so scattered to begin with. Yep. It's like one day we're like, hey, yeah, do this. 
and so like that's a that's a big difference too there yeah so there's yes the uh, so I'll, I'll actually break that down further because that is that that has been difficult athletes and creators actually aren't that much difference the only thing that i have felt the difference in is creators obviously create yeah so it's been easier to have creative discussion on how we're going to do things versus like an athlete might not care. There's some that do, but there's also some that just like really don't care. Now, when you work for like a singular brand, you know the mission day in and day out. Like I knew exactly what I had to do every single day because my only job was to open the window to Georgia Tech football. Okay. And as I worked in football for years and years, things don't change that often. So like you have winter workouts and then from winter workouts, you go into spring ball, then you have spring game, then you have the NFL draft, right. then you have summer workouts. The schedule had like camp, expectations. And yeah. then you go yeah, into yeah, the yeah. season and there's more of a, you know, regimen to that. You yeah. get to be creative, but you're mm-hmm. creative within a structure, this box. Yeah. And, now I work with several brands and several creators that all do different types of work and and and, and on different timelines with different, on different projects. Timelines and, yeah. and, yes. And it some days been, we respond, some days we don't. Yes, some and days and, we're and that's busy. been the biggest yeah. the biggest challenge. And and I think you have to have you have to just be flexible with how you operate in yeah. in, in that way. And also like there's also push and pull in like how I present creative ideas to talent because like sometimes you work with the talent that is like this is how I want things done I don't necessarily want the creative feedback I just want to use you as a, a tool vessel to get it done yeah and then there's times where in our relationship you've allowed me a lot of creative freedom and presenting you ideas and you taking them and running with them and uh you know, I, I obviously like that type of thing yeah. because well, uh, the I strategy love that. side is, yeah. Well, you get to flex the, your creative muscle a little yeah, bit. The str- well, yeah. And the strategy side is, is, is what I think I enjoy the most sure. versus, you know, a lot of people can edit for you and a lot of people can do those things. And, uh, we're trying to obviously do something much bigger and creating, yeah. you know, sustaining revenue lines and, yeah. and a business that is, that is truly sustainable past what, just the social um, media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. what the partnership side can take you. So, yeah, that's been the hardest part, though. That it's it's a no. You know, it's, it's valid. It's it's tricky. It's and I found out that Santino's actually a Capricorn. So that's the other side of it. That tracks. As soon as I found that out, because Raphael is a Capricorn. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, my whole brain shifted with how I spoke to and understood Santino. I was like, okay. And my mom's a Capricorn too. He's a structured girly through and through. (laughs) He's a structured girly. (laughs) He sure is. (laughs) What was, uh, what was your first impression? Were you like, is this kid crazy? No, no, no. But, um, (laughs) and I know it sounds silly because I really don't go off of like, but the older I've gotten, I do. I try to understand people better. And Mm -hmm. I've, the more I've learned about astrology, I've noticed that people really do kind of fit that. Um, not always. And it's not a hundred percent, not your entire personality is a Capricorn, but like Raphael is very much like that. Like when he says something out loud, he's going to follow through with that. True. Me. I'm like, I'm just spitting out ideas and I'm just like, yeah, I like to just brain dump. And then Raphael's like, but you said we were doing this, this and this, like, how did this change? And when you were like, I was like, and you're like, okay, well then three days later you would hit me up about it. And he's like, Hey, I got this, this and this rolling. I was like, Oh, he listened to me. Right. Like he meant that. I'm like, wait, he applied my gibber. 
gibberish yeah. to real yeah, yeah, life. Yeah. What do I do with that? Well, but it's funny. A lot of my job is deciphering importance versus yeah. like unimportance of what is is given to me. And I learned that from working <laughs> with all the coaches yeah. that would like come to me with different things. And yeah. obviously just being one person and having just, you know, a finite amount of mm-hmm. bandwidth to be able sure. to give, yeah. you have to start to be like, okay, did Catherine say this three times? <laughs> did, did she, she really say mean it? Yeah, did she mean it? Did yeah. she say it once? Right. Can I put out a temperature check? Yeah, right, <laughs> it's true, though, because Raphael's kind of taught me to be intentional with what I'm really saying, or if I yeah. am just brain dumping, I'm like, this is just r- some random ideas I have. I think it'd be fun. Right. Yeah. Um, and now you, now you preface it, though. Yeah, and You're I'm like, hey, I need really to brain dump for a second. Just let me go. And yeah. I'm like, okay, go. And sometimes, like, even my mom taught that, or, like, when you were expressing as a kid, you're like, okay, do you need a solution, or do you just need an ear? And that's something that, as in an adulthood, you're you're using in multiple different ways. But that is something, as soon as I found that out, I was like, okay, Santino's serious. He'll, like, call me in the morning. Have I told you this? He FaceTimed me one morning, and I was still in bed, like, ugly as fuck. I was like, I'm not answering this. (laughs) I deny the call. He's like, wake the fuck up. And I was like, bro, (laughs) 7 a.m. It was not seven. It, it was, was seven eight. My time. It was eight, it was eight your time. And I was like, <laughs> listen, I was like, Santino okay, does no. the same thing. But you to know, us. but you know what's funny is like, obviously, like I'm the creator. Like I get to do whatever the hell I want. No, I literally woke up. I went and got ready for the day, and I called him back. I was like, I'm up and ready. He's like, good. She's like, are you gonna continue to big brother me like this? <laughs> I said like, to Raphael, yep. I was like, Santino's the older brother that I didn't ask for, but right, I really right, needed clearly. Right. Oh my God. Okay. So what has been your hardest transition in your career change? I think there's, I think there's been like different eras, if you will, or like transitional times for me. I feel like the very first thing that was the hardest for me was, so I started, you know, school ended at the end of May. I started like literally two weeks after I was done being a teacher, I was up and running it. Oh, you didn't get your summer? (laughs) No. I know you worked the whole year excited to get the summer. And then, of course, I'm excited to get this opportunity. But in my mind, I was like, oh, when do you guys want me to start? Like, uh, August? August? And they're like, tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, okay, so much for my summer plans. But no, I, I think at first, the biggest transition was when July came back around and kids were going back to school. Mm-hmm. That was hard for me. That was hard, like letting go of that. And I think my issue was like, I am so passionate about kids. I am so passionate about teaching. I am so passionate about education. And all of those things. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of boxing myself in thinking that I could only really be passionate about like one thing, like really put my all, like I was like, Oh, for four years, you know, I put my everything into teaching. I grew so much, whatever. And so I was just hyper-focused on the past instead yeah. of letting myself develop and be good at something else. You know, well, you're, you have that savior mentality too. So you're like, there's so many kids <laughs> yeah. out there that need me. And like, I could be helping right now, Yeah, but I'm quote unquote, and I'm putting air quotes around this. Cause I'm not saying that you thought that, but selfishly I'm here doing something that I want to be doing, but like there's kids that need me. Right. And then it's like, you know, there's a lot of different things that go with it and a lot of different reasons why I decided to like change industries. But of course, rose colored glasses, I'm thinking about the first day of school and the excitement there and meeting my kids and like building these relationships that last like, once something's and taken away, once you only look at the good things. Yeah. That oh, happened. I know. You never are like, oh, I, I worked wait. from 12 to 12. I didn't get paid <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like literally. your ex you all... literal shit. And you're like, I broke up with you for a reason. But I was like, but he was so nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my it God. Remember that one same. time he put effort in? Oh, my God. And I you go that. through lapses of like, you're like, oh, I actually don't really miss it. And then you're like, no, I actually fucking miss it a lot. Right. I just want to go back. But if you were to ever go back, you'd be like, No. For the birds. For for no, the birds. but but seriously, that that was like a huge, huge thing for me. And so... Did you do things to like fill the void with that? 
That's a good question. I just like I kept connected. She parked outside of the elementary school and sat and watched. Just every sat, and, sat and cried. <laughs> and then the police told her that that might be a little illegal. Right. <laughs> no, I did. Like I went back and visited. I checked in on my kids a lot. Like my because I would, um, I'd make it a point when I could to like other teachers. Teachers talk. And mm-hmm. so when you have a kid that may be struggling, not just behaviorally, but it could be socially, emotionally, whatever it may be. I don't know, again, because of the savior complex that I might have. I don't know. But um, I always wanted to try to, like, put that, I don't know, kind of build a relationship in there. Kind of put, mm-hmm. insert myself in there in hopes that I could, you know, help, you know, have them come in and be mentored maybe by a fifth grade student if they were a younger student. So, I don't know. That that probably was the biggest thing for me as far as, like, letting go. And then the biggest transition was shifting my mindset to understand that making a difference. Like, I think that my biggest thing was like, I want to like, I feel like when you're a teacher, you get to see the growth and it's not always growth. It's not always rainbows and sunshines. You could teach the same thing over and over and some kids just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there, there isn't growth there. And so you have to find another way. But I felt like I was like, I had lost my like purpose. Like I was like, I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, what difference am I making? I was like, you know, at first my mentality really was like, Oh, like, I'm just sales, sales, sales. That's literally all I do. But it really took me, but I was focused on that because that was my area that I needed to grow in because, um, Mike always talks to me about EQ versus IQ and like my emotional, like intelligence is very, very high. And he wasn't saying that my IQ is very low, but you know what I mean? Like in the negotiation, the hard skills and stuff like that, that's some, that's stuff that you have to learn. Yeah. You had to learn, learn but in a startup mentality when you're in, cause we were kind of a startup. I mean, we were a startup. Yeah. So when you get in those walls, it's like you do not have time. It is sink or swim, period. Yeah. You either do it or you don't. And if you don't, then you either learn how to do it quickly or you're out. Like it's just. And you have and, to take accountability for yourself. Because right. it, again, in like a startup and in that type of environment, there's not training programs that yeah, no. you're necessarily put through. It it's, is. Yeah. And these things that have been like researched and developed and we've changed and grown. And yeah, it you was have just to take time outside of the work hours to, yeah. to, to learn the industry, to figure out how to negotiate and you got to read and you got to, you know, yeah. seek that, that type of learning and, out. And it's just, it was, that was really hard. That was really, really hard just because I felt like I was like, I'm coming in to this job. I'm really, really trying, but like this negotiation thing, it's really, really hard. Like, yeah. what do I do? Like, what's my purpose? Blah, blah. So it's kind of like in a tailspin. I don't know. I was just kind of in a spiral. And then, you know, it really took people like my, um, like our team higher mm-hmm. up in our team to be like, listen, you just have to shift your mindset. You re- like, let's think about like, cause I'm a super goal oriented person. Like when I set a goal for myself, I'm going to achieve that goal yeah. no matter what it takes to get there. <laughs> just felt like at first I was like, I don't even know what goals to set. I don't even know yeah. like how, how does one like, so I, I, and I am a question master. I ask a thousand fucking questions. People probably get so annoyed with me. Like I always want to know, I'm always going to ask why I'm always going to know like for what, whatever. But I don't know specifically for that. I was like, I don't even know what questions to ask right yeah. now. It I was, was like, cause brand new. everything was brand new. So yeah. I was like, Hmm, so where do I start? Because <laughs> so where's the bathroom? I was like, <laughs> right. Do you guys right. keep water in this office? <laughs> I'm like, uh, what do I do? But no, that was, that was definitely, um, that was, I would say that was be the biggest challenge for me. You also, when you're a teacher, you're like the head of the house, liter- like literally. Right. And you know everything, you run the rules, it's your classroom, whatever you say goes, and then you go into a whole different agency. And not only that, but like brands kind of tell you what's up. Right. Creators tell you what's up. Right. And you're just like, 
cool. I'll make it happen. Like, right. So like <laughs> at, in my classroom, like I'm the king of the castle. That's almost like an ego change too. Literally of like, for a, sure. that's, I couldn't imagine that for sure. So if you guys were to go back into the day where you were like, okay, I'm looking at th- something different. You haven't quit your job yet. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting in that chair, like whether you're talking to your wife or you're talking, called your mom, like what, if you could go back and tell yourself something, what would it be? That's a really good question. Mine would probably be change is good. Okay. Change is good. Just like, just let it be peace. Right. Because change like before I, because like I said, I'm an overthinker. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, but I'm good at this. Like, this is what I know. Like I like to be like, I like to feel like I'm succeeding and like I'm smart and sometimes and failing. And it's like, it's so funny because I would preach that to my kids. Yeah. Failing is a part of learning. If you're not failing, you're not learning period. Like that's just how it is. So, but I wasn't letting myself apply the same. It was like, I was almost being like, do as I say, not as I do. I wouldn't apply it to myself. I would expect my kids wholeheartedly to believe in themselves and know that failures don't define you. It's how you pick yourself back up and continue to grow and overcome. That's really more defining. Yeah. But I wouldn't let myself believe that. I failed on one thing or I, you know, missed an email or my negotiation tactic wasn't as strong, whatever. I was taking those suggestions as hits and less of like learning lessons. So Mm -hmm. I was just really hard on myself. Yeah. Something also about you, and when I say chameleon, I don't mean that you blend in in any room. You actually are very strong and prominent in every room, but it's the fact that you are a chameleon and the fact that you will be in any room and you can talk to anybody, and you're very good at that. And I think that's a very good, (laughs) strong, seriously, that's a very, Savannah's got that trait too. My cousin Eric's got that trait. They just fit in any room. Anyone can talk to them. So I think at any point, I tell all those people, you can't fail. It just will not happen because like everybody trusts you everybody wants to be around you like everyone and even if you do have the quote-unquote failing days or Mm -hmm. like you take it hard you're the only one that sees that there's you guys are the ones that are like a perfectionist I take that to heart and we're like I thought you did great (laughs) like a fake it till you make it I guess right right what about you he's like that was a really good answer (laughs) thanks I don't know how to necessarily define it in like a, a phrase. I think my biggest piece of advice to myself would just be like, keep going. I think being at the agency at such in, in, in its infancy, there have been times where, you know, you get, you get frustrated and you think you're failing and you have a lot of imposter syndrome about the processes that you're building yeah. and things aren't perfect and it's difficult. And your head has to hit the pillow at night and you have to know that like, hey, I didn't put this person in position to succeed today or whether it be an employee or creator or whatever, whatever it may be. It's really difficult and you got to like live with some of those things. And I think and why I like this platform so much is it's just like a very human thing. And I think sometimes people just like forget that behind this big agency that we have, it's just like a bunch of humans that are trying to yeah. come up with solutions to your problems. And, mm-hmm. and uh, whether it was more on the sports side or creator side, I want to be perfect. Like I want to, I want to win every single time. I don't want to, I don't want to lose or I don't want to put an employee in position to, to not be successful at what they're doing because I don't want to make their lives harder and you know you obviously have days that you're just like fuck this i can go to xyz company make a lot of money and 
not have the stress yeah. of what we're trying to build here. Not bring work home. Like mm-hmm. just I'm not working 24 seven and, and you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we got to this point where now the company has been acquired and, and we're getting more resources pulled into it. And the company's much bigger now as well from like <laughs> much bigger than where we, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Where, where we <laughs> were at three, three years right. ago. Right. And, I will say that like that's fulfilling. Yeah, it's very fulfilling. And and I had like a micro piece in obviously bringing the agency here. I mean, like I can't even imagine how weld uh, Mike and Hannah feel right. like with with what they've built and put together. Because you have to put a lot of people in position. You have to, you know, Mike telling me to come to to you know J1S was a risk at the mm-hmm. time that that I took that you know position and. Uh, he knows that and, and, you know, we all knew that in the room. Anytime you go into a startup, I mean, nothing's guaranteed. You got to really yeah. like pave the path. Yeah. And, you know, I would just tell myself, like, keep going. Don't, don't, don't get hung up on stuff and, and, and just push. And, and we did that for the most part. But again, you know, there was days that I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do we, how do we solve for this? Or how do I, how do, how do we win? And, uh, but I also think that's like a, you know, if you're thinking those things and you're trying to get better every single day, mm-hmm. you win. Like yeah. you're, you're eventually going to. It's only failure if you stop. So. Right. I'm the biggest advocate. And obviously you guys know this because you guys know me personally. But I say all the time, God would never put anything on your plate that's not meant for you. The universe would not put desires in your brain that are not in your future. And I just think trusting in whatever you believe in, whether it's God, the universe, yourself, whatever the hell, trusting in that, knowing that change is good any change is terrifying it's scary I mean even just like when I quit my job full term like roughly and I were like holy shit (laughs) yeah now what like we're about to dive in but I put so much faith into knowing myself and knowing that this wouldn't be on my path if it wasn't for a a reason and and that's just I I say all the time intentions if they're pure you can never fail in this lifetime If you go back to teaching, if you go back to football, like at least you can say, I did it. I, I tried it out. I didn't love it. I, I'm not giving up. That's not failing. It's just, that wasn't meant for me, but nine times out of 10 people don't go back. Right. So yeah. right. I love that. Um, you guys have been through this cause obviously I have two, but mine is so, I don't know, not a lot of people cr- like quit their jobs, become influencers or creators or whatever. So when I speak about it, I don't really feel relevant to the community so that's why i love that you it guys is though because it's a career change and and uh, it honestly is. it's more of a risk because yeah you, it's you're it's, your own but how, not necessarily like, but like, it's not like the percentage of me versus like you guys where it's like you guys knew that you were signing up with another company with benefits with insurance right. like you had a guaranteed paycheck like that's not my my percentage of people quitting to take risk is very minimal versus like there's a lot more people that are wanting to do a career change into something that is more stable. Oh yeah. Um, oh, for sure. So, and, for and sure. I know, and I wanted to talk about this because obviously I did it and I can speak to it, but it's also, again, the relevancy to the people listening. They're going to be like, Oh, you quit your job to like post online. Yeah. Right. Like I would never, right. like that's right. not real to me. Right. So that's why I wanted to talk about this, especially because 
I loved that you guys, well, one, I wanted you guys on in general because I just love your guys' stories and just talking with you guys is so fun. I love it. But yeah, so I always say this. So Santino is human twos everything. I say that like he's my right foot and Reagan is Catherine Ebb's everything. Like literally I call him the king and the queen of my career because I would be, I'm not joking. Guys, that off. I'm not Clip. joking. I'm being very serious. That one's going out from Austin right. creators. He's actually, he's, so posting it, yeah. he's posting it to his personal page and pinning it at the top same <laughs> be like, are you kidding be like mike did you see did what you Catherine see what Catherine said? Said? they're gonna be like she just really always says that she, <laughs> mike's gonna be like the bitch doesn't shut up she says everything under the sun i'm like mm, but i'm serious so. you guys like you guys do everything and i i tell you guys all the time i'm so thankful for your guys's career changes just a little hype there so thanks for being in the room she's like please don't go be an electrician please don't <laughs> <laughs> no, so santino's leaving to be a plumber or whatever you <laughs> said you were gonna santino do santino was like, saying what? he's got a new business venture hey i Eventually. will invest in that let's yeah. do it one day I'm, i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna I, yeah we can another episode, <laughs> another episode. We'll, we'll chat we'll chat we'll chat about my it. people will call your people <laughs> Yeah, we don't want too many of those companies out Raphael's there. Raphael's going to buy the building. Hey, we got a lot of people that we could we can get in right. on this. We got a squad. We got a squad. Squad up. But I do. So thank you guys for being here today. Thank you for sharing your guys' stories. Of course. Absolutely. Greg is like, you're so cheesy. I'm here all the time. That's not cheesy. I love. Listen, one thing about me, I love the cheese. <laughs> not no, like, like the, the cheesy actual you eat, cheese. but like the cheesy. No, she like, really loving the cheese. I'm, I'm mushy on the inside a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you are looking to do a career change, I say look up the everything that's relevant to you. So does it have everything that fulfills you? Does it have everything that not just fulfills you internally, but fulfills your life? Like that's not a funny thing. I'm not joking. Like certain people's lifestyles, you can't take a certain pay cut. Um, you have to, Raphael and I talk about that all the time of like, you have to stick with the job you have. And if you want to get further, like start a side hobby or start learning another career, like you have to don't just quit your job. We're not sitting here saying like quit your job and take a leap of faith and just hope for the best. Obviously we've had success stories at this table, but that's not for everybody. So make sure you're making logical decisions before you just leave. Look up their benefits. Like what comes with that? A lot of times like Raphael, if he ever wanted to get out of working for the government, we've really got to think like his benefits alone are worth his job. Even if he hated it, we would really have to think you really got to think about some of that stuff. So obviously make the best informed decision for your life, for your future. Um, but we all say do it and have faith in yourself. Um, and at least don't be afraid to explore it. Yeah. Like open up your mind a little bit to the idea of change. And I say that to mainly myself and to people like me who like change kind of rattles you a little bit. And Some like people live for perfect it. Either. I know there's yeah. no perfect process. Gonna, yeah. yeah. And there's no, there's like no perfect job and there's going to be strain, I think, sure. regardless yeah. of whatever situation. So even with changes, I think like, Sometimes the grass isn't always greener. Sure. And and you have to water it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta figure out like, you know, on my two feet, like where Yeah. How can I build? Well, and I mean, I kind of thought the same thing too. Like I got into it and I was like, man, grass is so freaking green over here. And the grass was green, but my little patch was just showing a little bit of brown. It needed it needed like some tending (laughs) by me, you know what I mean? Some growth (laughs) and some belief in myself to take care of, you know, what needed to get taken care of so that it was as evergreen yeah as which is which enough. is normal and like yeah. as you get into like new positions even if you're doing the same things you're still going to go through those those yeah. strains yeah. Of, yeah. of what it is like the first time you get you manage a team there's a bunch of different things that yeah. happen that you don't realize they're like an emotion and and conversations that you're not used to having and like there's right. days where you're just like yeah 
I think it's important to write down what fulfills you and what your purpose is. And that's with anybody and anyone Mm. anywhere. If you know, like your top three things that matter the most, even when you're looking for a man or you're looking for a new job or you're looking for the type of friends that you want in your circle, like write down what means the most to you, because those are the things that you won't bend on. And if you write down the top three things that you're looking for in a career, you're not going to choose or even a career change or a job change, even if it's in the same career, just in a different company, as long as they hold your core values, your morals, your passions, your fulfillment, whatever that may be. Again, you can't fail as long as you know that you're not going to take a job that's not going to have your top three must haves. Right. Um, And again, I don't mean that with just money of like, I love that. I'm huge in culture of a company, no matter what every company I've always worked for, what has always sold me is I've always felt like a family. Even when I hated my job and I hated the company, I loved the family. And that's something which you and I, it is, it is, it really is is because especially on the worst days where like, maybe you do fuck up or maybe you do let yourself down. Like if you don't have a good community, if you don't have a good team, Mm -hmm. if you don't have good culture in your company like that that will make and make or break a company absolutely it'll make a break make or break an employee it'll make or break every single process in the company like truly it's like it's nothing without yeah. it that to opinion. me is the best thing but that that, that is literally the best thing like the culture that i think was cultivated here yeah. was was actually family mm-hmm. like not everybody says it like every company is like, Oh, we want to create a family atmosphere. I was going to say not some people want that. They want to literally like close their laptop at 4 PM. They don't want to hear from their coworkers. They want to be them themselves. I found that in the accounting world a lot where a lot of people, we were all in the same fields, but they were like, fuck you guys. I don't want to go to lunch with you. I want to eat alone in my car. Like I don't want to, I want to just turn off and go home to my own life. So, and everybody's different. Everybody is different. Yeah, everybody's different, but we we like going to the loon and piano bars and oh my god, <laughs> and, oh my god. And, and hanging out and 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 being friends and yeah, the, I think like even with our, I mean even with you guys, like we you ha- you have to, I think you need that, especially mm-hmm. like if you have a hard day or whatever. If we don't have that type of empathy or we don't have the yeah. type of relationship with you that you can just be like, hey Reagan, I need you to like fuck off for a right. couple hours. Right. Yeah. Then what are we doing? Be like, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Santino got in this morning was talking and Reagan was like, I'm going to finish what I'm doing here. <laughs> I can talk to you in a second. Well, like, just, he was just shut up. Badgering me with questions. And I was like, I'm in the middle of an email. <laughs> um, no, but it's important to be able to talk to your coworkers like that. I don't feel like you guys are coworkers. I'm like, you guys right. are friends, but yeah, yeah I mean, I it's, feel that way. I really truly feel like the success of a team is knowing your team mm-hmm. and you know, knowing how you operate or um, like, I know, for example, like, different I won't even name names but like certain people on our team like they'll want to talk through something certain people on our team literally want to be left alone until they can think through it and then we can kind of come back and revisit like everyone's so different in that way and it was kind of my mentality in a classroom like every kid learns differently Mm -hmm. and every kid wants to articulate something maybe a little bit differently or every kid wants to do something a little bit differently so learning those little things it just helps you be able to work with those people so much easier because when you know someone like if you don't know somebody you don't know I, I just, I like, that's why relationships are always like number one in my book, just because when you know someone, you know how they operate and I just feel like more success will come from that mm-hmm. always. That's why I ask what your, what your birthday is. <laughs> and then I Google everything about you. October 26th. I am a Scorpio. <laughs> it's coming up in Libra. Three days. Your birthday. It's today, Monday. Is today, Monday. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So three days. Yeah. But two, cause you only have two days left. Did I get you that negotiation book? 
<laughs> no, you didn't get me a birthday Anyways, present. Anyways, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Thank you for tuning into this week. We will see you guys next week. I hope if you guys are looking for a career change or just any change in your life, that something that one of these two gal pals said will pals. be relevant to you. <laughs> so we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> he said bye. Bye. <laughs>